You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's the Saturday edition of From the Podium as we head into the divisional round against the Cleveland Browns tomorrow at 2.05 p.m. On this podcast, you'll hear from the best of the rest. We'll start with Tyron Matthew from Thursday. We'll move on to Andy Reid from Friday and also Anthony Hitchens and Chris Jones from Friday. But let's start again. Again, with the Honey Badger, here is safety Tyron Matthew. Tyron, as you face the Browns, you know, a lot of what they like to do is to run the play action and, and sort of make the runs look like the passes and vice versa. How important when you're facing that does communication between the multiple levels become for y'all? Yeah, it's extremely important. I think, you know, any any team you plan, you know, in this league, it's, it's extremely important to, you know, communicate before the snap and after the snap. Um, I'll probably add one more thing. You know, I think it's going to come down to discipline as well. You know, um, they're going to do some of the same things, um, but they're going to do it different ways. You know, one may be a run, one may be a pass. So, um, but it's going to look the same and we're going to have to be very, very disciplined, you know, in our assignments. Let's go next to Sam Millinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Tyron. Um, hey. Brad, I'm going to have a, a, a real quick follow if I can. Um, Tyron, I, I'm curious from, from your point of view, you were a great player before you got here. I, I understand that, but it seems like your play has gone to a different level. Um, is there something, what is it about what you walked into? What is it about what's provided here that, that has maybe brought out, uh, you know, even another level than what, than what you had before? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I got to really, you know, give my coaches a lot of credit. Um, you know, I've had a lot of great coaches, you know, over my career, you know, even going back to high school. Um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, guys and, you know, not coach people like me because they assume that I know it all and they assume that I'm always prepared. Um, I think when I came here, um, just the instructions I've been given, you know, the teachers I have, you know, Spaz, Coach Merritt, um, you know, I'm constantly, you know, being taught something new, you know, every day. Um, so for me, you know, my passion for the game is like growing, you know, um, you know, I love to be around my teammates. I love to be involved, you know, with the schemes and stuff. Um, but I got to give a lot of that credit to my coaches, you know, for, for the way that they're teaching me, you know, going forward. Okay. And then the other thing is kind of just in the opposite direction, right? Like, um, do, do you have a sense, I've heard this from people in the building. Do, do you have a sense that your specific strengths, what you do well, what you're valuable for is exactly what this team needed when you walked in the door that they've sort of responded, uh, you know, the same way and, and you brought out their best? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I like to look at it like that. Um, you know, I think this team was already great, you know, before I got here, you know, they had a bunch of wins, a bunch of division titles, um, for me, what I try to come here and do is just, you know, work every day. You know, every practice means something to me. Um, you know, every rep is like personal. You know, I'm trying to get better. I think that's really my intent, you know, is to always get better. Let's go next to Therese Paler. Go ahead, Therese. Hey, Tyron, how you doing? Hey, doing good. Hey, man, quick question for you. Um, and Brad, I got a quick follow-up to it. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world 
And um, people are trying really hard to find common ground to accomplish big goals. And I think a great example of that is in the NFL and actually you guys, right? So my question for you is, how do you and the other captains maintain a healthy locker room amid trying times when, you know, like not everybody's going to agree politically on stuff happening. Like what are some of the steps and things you guys do as captains to make sure you don't let the stuff going on in the world get in the way of your common goal, which is repeating. Yeah. I think, you know, I think a lot of guys, well, most of us in the locker room, we all appreciate each other. Um, so, you know, approaching us or, you know, having hard conversations, you know, it's not really difficult for us. Um, you know, I think we got a, a team that's that's really focused on football and focused on winning. Um, you know, I feel like some of the other conversations we've had, um, you know, it's been fairly easy. You know, I think in our mind, you know, we understand, you know, who we are and what we represent. Um, and it's all about us, you know, showing that bond, showing that commitment, you know, to one another. Um, but it's an open floor. You know, um, all of us respect each other, appreciate each other. And I think, you know, I think that's that's the start. You know, that's how you continue to grow. Gotcha. And Spag says you guys spend some time um, every day, kind of this summer, talking about social issues. You know, what what were those discussions like for you? Um, how long did they last? And like, lastly, like, how good was it to kind of get those feelings out? Like, is that a big part of this? Just getting out what you have to say, so and having that heard. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought Spags did a great job. You know, I think for one. You know, you know, all of us are men, you know, I think at the end of the day, we all want to be accepted, you know, we all want to be heard. And I think just having Spags, you know, open the floor and, you know, if you've been around Spags, like he's all ball, (laughs) you know, like he's all about the next practice and the next rep. And so for him to kind of take time out of, you know, what he really want to do, which is teach, um, I think that says a lot about him. You know, um, a lot about our assistant coaches, you know, all those guys were involved in the conversations. And um, for us, you know, it made us feel so great, you know, um, you know, to have that conversation. For our D coordinator kind of open the floor, um, I, I, I truly believe we all felt like we were in the right place, you know, at the right time. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Tyron. Hope you're doing well, man. Hey, hey doing uh, good. What- Two quick questions. Uh, first, when it comes on the field, you know, you guys had success with stopping Derrick Henry, holding him to 69, well below his average in the AFC Championship game. You seem to have this success when top running backs you guys face. Well, what is it about you guys as a defense when you face top running backs uh, and just that extra motivation, that extra gear that it gives you to go? And then I'll have the second question after. Yeah, I think, you know, really it's just a commitment, you know, to each other, um, obviously you know, it's a big challenge, you know, and I think anytime, you know, really over the last couple of years, um, last two years, I think every time our defense has been challenged or had to step up to a challenge, I always feel like my guys, you know, are ready and prepared. You know, a lot of that has to do with the coaches, you know, a lot of that has to do with individuals, you know, taking it upon themselves to kind of stay committed and stay disciplined. But, um, you know, I like, I, I like my guys, you know, we always rise, you know, to the challenge. And then the other question, you tweeted about Eric Bieniemy and how you said he brings out the best in people and he even inspires you. Could you just elaborate into how, you know, a guy like him brings out the best in the players and inspires you individually? Yeah, I think I think all great players, you know, all good players, they want to be coached. They want to be coached hard and they want to be coached the right way. And I think the last part of it, they want to be coached by somebody that they know, you know, will have their back. You know, and I think, you know, I think Coach B enemy really embodies that, you know, um, you know, even as a defensive player, you know, to see him 
get on Tyreek and get on Kelsey and push those guys to the next level, even though those guys have reached, you know, great heights. Um, I think that says a lot about him as a coach, as, as a motivator, um, you know, and um, like I said in my tweet, you know, I'm inspired by him, you know, me and him, you know, share some of the same background, you know, being from, you know, Louisiana and, you know, we have some of the same, you know, friends uh, in a sense. And um, so I uh, always want the best for him, but, you know, he's definitely one of those guys I feel like um, definitely deserving. We've got time for two more. We'll go Herbie and then Vahe. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tyron. Uh, just to follow up, a quick follow up to Pete Sweeney's earlier question where you mentioned that defending against the Browns play action, but specific to their backfield with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, what is the unique challenge preparing to face these two running backs? I mean, it's a, it's, you know, it's like a double-headed monster. You know, um, you know, when one checks out the game, another one comes in. Both of those guys are elite, um, I, I think, in their own way. You know, um, obviously, you know, Kareem, you know, he can do a lot you know, things out, out the backfield, you know, they motion them out a lot and empty sets trying to find a matchup. And, you know, Nick Chubbs just, he reminds me of those old school runners. You know what I mean? Um, you know, big, stocky, you know, low to the ground, um, tough to tackle. So, um, and then both of those guys are good in the pass game and they, and they use them in the same way. So it can kind of get tricky, you know, when you're watching film. But um, yeah, I mean, I'd describe them as a two-headed monster. Let's go last to Vahe Gregorian. Goodbye. Hey, Tyron. Um, obviously, it's a great challenge to try to repeat, and, and you, you dealt with that pretty well during the regular season, of course. But I, I wonder at this stage what the difference is between thinking you can do it and knowing you've done it and, and how that might be uh, part, of, part of your mojo right now. Well, I think it's all the same, you know, especially for me. You know, it's all about the work you put in, you know, during the week. You know, it's all about how how attentive you are in meetings. You know, are you listening to your coach when he's giving these little nuggets? And, you know, can you take all the information to the field? You know, and can, and can you do it at a high level? You know, um, I think that's really what it's all about. Tyron, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining Thank us. Appreciate it. You know, listen, we look forward to this challenge of playing uh, the Browns. I mean, uh, heck of a football team. You, you look at uh, them offensively, and they're one of the top offenses in this league. You look at them defensively, they fly around and make plays, one of the top defenses, um, and they um, play hard, aggressive football with great schemes on both sides of the ball, and also special teams. So uh, they're, uh, they've done a great job of personnel. They've done a great job of coaching in that short period of time that they were given with this crazy <clears throat> offseason and season the way it's rolled a tremendous job by Kevin and, and his crew. So, um, but again, we, you know, uh, we look forward to being at home here uh, in front of our fans. Uh, and obviously we feel like we've got a great support group there and look forward to them uh, rocking and rolling along with us. So anyways, with that time's yours. Well, first to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. I know you guys are, are built to, to win in a variety of ways, but defensively, how much is your pass rush sort of the, the barometer for how things go for you defensively? Well, listen, I mean, in this league, that's that's a pretty consistent factor. Um, the way, as well as teams throw the ball, and this group's no different. I mean, this group does a great job throwing the ball in and out of the pocket. And, and so, um, you know, pass rush becomes important. And... Uh, however it's generated from wherever. Um, and at the same time, when you play a team like this, that transition between uh, the play action, run fake and or the run, and then getting yourself ready for, for the throw and to be able to 
transition from one to the other there quickly. Go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, on a cold day like today, my car doesn't like to start up right away. I got to kind of jiggle the wheel a little bit to get it to start. Come out of a bye week, is there kind of a trick to make sure you hit the ground running? Do you kind of jiggle the wheel a little bit or uh, give a message to your guys? Um, <laughs> that's a good analogy. Uh, um, listen, I mean, the guys, they get fired up for all this. So, I mean, they, they've been flying around all, all the last couple of weeks in practice. We've tried to practice hard and aggressive and um, – you know, but at the same time, utilize the time that we have off uh, uh, the best way we we know how to do it. So um, we'll just see. We'll see how see how it goes. Um, you know, uh, as we enter enter this game here Sunday. Let's go next to Therese Paler. Go ahead, Therese. Hey, coach. Hope all is well with you, man. All right, T. Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you, man. Yeah, likewise, man. Um, hey, I'm working on something, and I could really use your help since you've got years of expertise, like leading a group of different men. Um, look, there's a lot going on in the world and people are trying hard to seek common ground to accomplish big goals. <clears throat> like a great example of that is the football field where you got 70 people on a team, coaches who, who have to work together toward a common goal, but they're all different. They have different beliefs, right? My question to you is this, as a head coach, what are some of the things that you've done that the organization has done to help maintain a healthy locker room given these trying times? And also, how important is it to create a safe space for players to share what they think is important, but also be willing to hear other stuff too? Yeah, well, I mean, we're just really a microcosm uh, is really what you're saying of, of the world and life and <clears throat> and that. So um, we're all Americans. However, for the most part, we're, we're living here and, and um, doing our thing. So as a head football coach, you try to unite Make sure people have an opportunity to express their um, beliefs and feelings um, like you would around a dinner table. And uh, you and I are experts at that. And so uh, that's a, a but have an open forum and and respect one another. And that's what team's all about. I mean, listen, I we all come from different places and it doesn't matter religion or color or anything else. Uh, it's a. Uh, we're, we're humans. And I think we have an opportunity to look at the best of each other. And like I've told you before, we all have strengths and weaknesses. Every human has that strength and weakness. And our objective as a, as a football team is uh, T your strength is going to cover up my weakness. My strength will cover up your weakness and we go roll. And so uh, that's kind of how we, how we do it here. Yeah. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, uh, you and Therese, experts at the dinner table. I like it. Um, yes. I ju just was wondering, uh, Edward Hilaire, what do you need to see from him for, to allow him to play that you haven't seen so far? Yeah, well, listen, a couple of days ago, he moved around real well. Um, and, and then we've just kind of backed off him. He's still doing stuff, uh, just not uh, with the group. So, um, you know, we'll just see how see how he does here. And uh, take it. We're literally taking it day by day. So we'll see how, see how it rolls. Got a couple more. We'll go Harold Koontz and then Herbie. Go ahead, Harold. Hey Andy, uh, with Sammy Watkins out, I know you've had some experience with that in the past, actually a couple years here now. Um, just you know what's the comfortability level now and, you know, guys that need to step up that may not have been in that position uh, going into such a crucial playoff game. Yeah, listen, um, we all love Sammy. So uh, he's done a heck of a job here. Um, but like with any situation like this, we just next guy up and we we go and I don't I'm not sure anybody blinks on that. You just you, you giddy up and go. And that's not because Sam's not a great player. That's not it. 
um, it's just one of those things, how, how this team's wired and, and we, we do the best we possibly can. And I, from a coaching standpoint on down with the players, uh, just do the best you can. And, and, and here we go. So that's what, that's what we're doing. <clears throat> Thanks to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey coach. Good afternoon. Hey Herbie. You've had a couple of weeks now to take a look at Dorian O'Daniel. Um, I know uh, how, how is he progressing in practice? Is he a candidate to call up or elevate from injured reserve for this weekend? Uh, yeah, there's a chance on that. Yes, absolutely. You know, real good special teams player. We'll just see, see how it goes. Brett, Brett kind of tends to all that, Herbie. So we'll just see how, see how it all works out here. But he, he's been out there running around and doing a good job. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thank you. Yep. You just heard from Andy Reid, and now we continue on with Anthony Hitchens. On the other side, Denzel Ward had spoke to the media this week. He's also coming off the COVID list, and he said it's taken him a while to kind of get back to normal. I was just wondering how close are you? How do you feel to where you were prior to going on the, the COVID list? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel good, actually. Um, I just, you know, took that time off, and I just tried to work on something, and uh I got my legs back, you know, I reset it. And I just, every negative I get, is I just try to flip it for a positive. And uh, I'm, I'm rolling and I feel good and moving around and I'm ready for uh, Sunday. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Anthony, I'm curious, Kareem Hunt's a very physical runner. You know, uh, Eric Bieniemy, I think, called him violent, uh, was, was how he put it. Um, you know, what, what, what you go about uh, trying to stop a guy like that differently? Do you have to make sure that you don't, you know, overdo it, like, like, and, and get yourself out of position because he's, he's got some shifty moves, just what goes into preparing for his style. Yeah. He's uh, one of the better backs uh, we played in, in this lead and not just him. Uh, they keep him fresh with rotating uh, both of them and uh, really good backs and really good O-line. Uh, you know, they did a good job putting that team together and we're going to have our hands full like every week. I mean, uh, there's great players all over this lead, and uh, he's just a perfect example of one. But, yeah, uh, he's a violent runner, and we got some violent defensive players as well. So should be a good good task for us. Uh, we're not trying to overdo it. Uh, we've been here before. We've played teams like this before. So uh, we'll be ready and, you know, just let the best team win. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Anthony. Uh, welcome back, by the way. Um, you, I imagine that uh, red zone defense is a point of emphasis this week and every week. Um, what, what, what do you guys have to do to improve down there? Are the things you can point to and say, here's where we're not living up to it in the red zone this year? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, just just getting, that, getting on the situation. You know, when this was a four-point play, as when I say four-point play, that means it's third down. Uh, you stop them, they kick a field goal versus a touchdown. So, uh that's what separate good and average and bad defenses in the red zone. It's giving up touchdowns versus field goals. So, yeah, we just got to just lock in on that, that that third down or even if it's second and don't make it third and short, you know, unmanageable. So, for us, it's, it's going to be like always stopping the run first, uh, making the team one-dimensional in a red zone, uh, in an open field, coming out, you know. If you make a team one-dimensional and with our pass rushers, uh, you know, we, 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 you know, help ourselves, you know, increase our percentage in the red zone. Next to Sean Bennett. Go to Sean. Let's try one more time here, Sean. Uh, should pop up and say unmute yourself. Oh, there we go. Go ahead, Sean. Okay. Hey, um, 
Hey, Anthony. Um, being from Lorraine, a suburb of Cleveland, uh, want to know, were you a Browns fan growing up? And um, does that make uh, this uh, matchup uh, a little more special, a little more personal for you coming up? Uh, yeah, definitely. I was a Browns fan growing up. Uh, where I'm from, Lorraine, is, you know, you really have no choice. It's just, it's spread in your family and in, uh, in the community and things like that. But to be honest, uh, you know, I, I haven't really been back in a while. I mean, I've been four years at Iowa, four years in Dallas. I'm in my third year here. So uh, I haven't been home lately in, or in a while. So the, 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 this game is just like any other game for me. Um, a good ball club. We're a good ball club. It's a playoff football. Uh, not, none of that uh, home from there and all that stuff have nothing to do with it. Uh, it's not going to change the outcome of the game or, you know, the outcome of me preparing or getting ready for a game. So uh, that's just – it just happened to be like that. We got a couple guys, you know, from that area as well. So, yeah, I just think it's another game. Uh, prepare the same no matter who we're playing. And, you know, once we get between those lines, it do doesn't really matter where you're from. Let's go next to Rob DeFranco. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, Anthony. Um, it's to play off what Sean just asked. Um, how has your family reacted to this game? I'm sure they were big Browns fans as well. Um, have they been kind of talking to you about this game? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I'm very convinced about 50 or 60 percent are rooting for the Browns, but uh, that that's OK. Uh, they still love me. So that's all that matters right now. So, yeah. And if my dad was still alive, I'm sure he was the same way. Uh, he's been a Browns fan all his life and uh, grew up and and and, and rooted for him. And, you know, it's good for them and good for their city. But uh, I mean, they're in our way of our goal. So there's, there's only one way to, you know, handle that. And that's to, by getting a win. So uh, I really don't go into in depth because uh, uh, I'm from there and all that. I'm, I'm just preparing for it like it's a regular game. We've got three hands up. We'll go right down the line, starting with Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Anthony, I've just kind of got a big picture question about you guys are on the cusp of playing in a playoff game. You're just coming off the COVID list. What sort of accomplishment do you think it's been for your franchise and, and the league to, to navigate through this season and to continue on with football? And now you're right here getting ready to get in the postseason again. Yeah, it just shows that it, it can it can work. Uh, I mean, of course, there's going to be bumps and uh, bruises throughout the, the process. And some guys, uh, unfortunately enough, get, get COVID and things like that. But when you have a lot of people putting their hands in and, and actually trying to make it work, it, it can work. And it just shows all the other professions, not even professions on and other sports at high school and college level. Uh, I know the NFL probably got a little more fun, so it's a little bit easier, you know, for us to get tested daily, you know, things like that. But it shows if everybody literally try and, and buy in, we can make it work. And uh, here with the Chiefs, and I, I think we're doing a, a pretty good job of doing that. So we just got to keep it keep it going. Everybody wants to see the Super Bowl and play in the Super Bowl. So, uh, for us, it's just to really just uh, hone in and continue to do, you know, what's right to keep us, you know, all healthy. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Anthony, it is good to see you again. Uh, you know, you mentioned getting your legs back and, you know, you're not alone there. All, almost all the starters took off in week 17. And of course, you've had the bye week. Does there is there anything that you saw this week that, you know, gave you signs that there was any rust and what gives you comfort and what do you see that tells you that you guys are going to be ready from the get go on Sunday? Yeah, all you got to do is just turn on the practice film man. we're flying around. Uh, when, when we get a bye week, we're, we're not just, you know, sitting down and, and not doing anything and things like that. We're all pros. Yeah, you, you can lose your your wind and and stuff like that in, in a week uh, and. 
uh, in your conditioning and any of your strength and things like that. And we all been there and, and accidentally are done that before and, and, and it hurt you. So we all learn from that. Uh, our bye weeks are not really bye weeks. We still work. Uh, and we're in this show today and yesterday flying around and making plays, communication. We're crisp and, you know, I, we're ready to roll. We'll go last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Anthony, I know you're not going to, I'm not asking you for any specifics, right? Any, any game plan things, but like they, they play action a lot, right? Mm -hmm. It starts with a good running game and then they play action off of it. Are there things in general that you got, you can pick up or you've been able to in your career pick up that are tells as to whether or not, Hey, did, you know, I, I know I can avoid the run on this one because quarterback did this or a way he drops back. Have you been able to figure out teams, you know, or different little tells as to whether or not the play actions run or pass? Yeah, uh, most teams uh, you can. Uh, Cleveland does a good job of marrying their their stretch run with their boots and their, and their play action, and and they have the the, the athletic linemen to do it. And uh, it looks like run and then it's boot. So it's not really a tell. It's kind of the, the feel of the game, you know, the situation, uh, second and long versus you know first and ten. So it's just all that stuff plays a role in in. Uh, how you play, you know, you get the call, you see the down on distance and then, and then you see a formation and you go from there. So uh, different parts of the game, you know, they might trick you once or twice, but once you get the flow of the game and the situation the down and distance and things like that, you able to, you know, be one up on the offense, you know? So uh, yeah, I just think as the game goes on, we just catch the flow, but the, the main priority is stopping the run. So uh, we can react to the boot. That's just off your ability and your reaction. Uh, we, we, we play to run and react to the boot. So that's our, that's us. That's our model going in. Hitch, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you guys having me. You're a guy that really gets a, a lot of energy off the fan base. And that's especially in the playoffs. It seems what it's been like this year with the limited number of fans and how much of an advantage do you still get from there being, what is the 22% or whatever it is? Hey, um, hell of a question, man. Um, it's remarkable to um, to be within a pandemic, and um, we're still fortunate enough to have fans. I mean, um, it's great. It's great for Kansas City. It's great for us. You know, um, I'm actually a player that feed off the fans, and still to have that many fans there. I think it's sixteen thousand, sixteen or twenty thousand, somewhere in that area. Um, it's great. Um, I feel like it still gives us an upside, and I, um, the stadium is still pretty loud. Um, with that many fans, it's still pretty loud. So it's gonna be rocking. Um, it's gonna be rocking Sunday. Next to Steve Walls. Good, Steve. Hey, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm good, Steve. Uh, the Browns are coming in, uh, taking an underdog, everyone against us type of role, saying that they felt disrespected all season. Uh, and I'm sure at some point in your career, you've been on a team where uh, no one but the people in the locker room believe in what the team was trying to do. So, I mean, just how difficult is it to face a team, you know, that's trying to do whatever they can to prove everyone wrong, also playing with house money, so to speak? Um, I think we're still in that position, man. I feel like we always still disrespected, you know. Um, I, I hear everything, all the talk and all of that. So, you know, we just try to keep our head down and work. I know Coach Reed won his respect. Pat won his respect. Travis won his respect. And we all want our respect. So it's, 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 it's evenly distributed uh, on that level of competitiveness. Um, so I think it's a lot of respect thing within the organizations. Go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Chris. What's up, man? How you doing? 
Good. We saw after that Falcons game that uh, Patrick came to, to you and Frank, I think it was, and basically kind of thanked you guys up front for, for sort of helping win that game. I'm just wondering, do you feel that onus, you know, that if the offense isn't having its best day, that it's up to the pass rush and the defensive line to, to sort of try and take over that game? And I guess the second part of that question is because that was your last game on the field, do you, do you feel like you you guys are really getting something going here with the pass rush? I think that's what what, what a team is for. I mean, uh, it'll be unfair to us uh, as a team to ask Pat to throw for five touchdowns a game. Uh, you know, even though the the expectations for Pat Mahomes is so high, and he's set that bar for himself, but it's still unfair to him for us to expect that from him every game. Um, and and that's what they brought guys like Frank Clark and Tyran for to improve this defense. And times like times like that, that you know the offense was slow rolling. We, we got to step it up and make sure that you know the game doesn't get out of hand. Um, but it, it, it's like that. That's what football is about. You know, some games you can throw for five touchdowns. Some games it's hard to get three. But it's okay. Uh, that's what we're here for. That's why we're a team, you know. Um, where ones is lacking, we pick up. And the defense isn't per- perfect every game. So the offense go out there and th- score 30 points, you know, lighten it up for us. So it's evenly, um, evenly matched. Let's go next to Nick Jacobs. Go ahead, Nick. Chris, for you, you have seven deflections in the past four preseason games. For you, what's been the key of being able to disrupt those passing lines? Well, a lot of the times, um, you know, um, whether I'll be double team or not, you know, I'm still trying to find ways to affect the quarterback. Um, a lot of the times the, the center comes and help the guard. So for me, it's, it's about finding different ways to affect the game and by utilizing my hands and um, the long frame that I have, I can kind of uh, affect the quarterback by getting my hands up and def- deflecting balls. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Todd and then Sarin. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Chris, hope you're doing well. Um, you, what's this regular season been like waiting to get to this? Not just through the pandemic and all that, but you know, all the fans expect you to go back to the Super Bowl and all that stuff. What's the waiting game been like to get to this point to finally get to play a postseason game? Todd, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, Todd, you know, I've been enjoying the process. You know, it came to, it came a point in, in last year that we didn't know if we was going to be able to finish the season. And, um, you know, the league was able to come up with some restrictions to limit this thing. And we was fortunate enough to finish the season and um, enjoy the process along the way. You know, there's a lot of things go into even making a playoff, um, building a, a playoff team and actually winning a bye. You know, with the new CBA, you only get one one team with a bye. And being able to establish ourselves within the playoff talk and winning enough games to secure the number one spot in the bye. And then you kind of transition your focus to the playoff and um, what team are you playing and uh, prepare for that. But I've been enjoying the process. You know, um, you know, you got to enjoy the process in order to get to where you want to go. And uh, for me, uh, I've been focused on the process, focused on week in and week out and getting better and getting the people around me better, most importantly. Well, last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Chris, uh, kind of a follow-up to what Todd said and, and a comment you made about uh, disrespect. First of all, is there a point that, that maybe – board's not the right word, right? But, you know, this, this team was going to be defined by what they do in the postseason. It, it really didn't matter the regular season when, you've, when you've, you know, are defending Super Bowl champs. 
So was there a time that maybe the, the regular season you, you became not disinterested, but it just became about, okay, we've done enough to get through this game and move on? Because the disrespect thing, the only disrespect I've heard for you guys is people were kind of knocking you because you won seven, by the way, on the back end of a 10-game win streak, but seven in a row by six points or less. Is that, you know, kind of what's, what's – is, is the reason why you won those games because the focus is about these games now? No, um, you can't worry about the games ahead or the games that's behind. You got to worry about the game in hand. And uh, uh, you can't get bored in this league, man. You get bored, that's how you get your ass kicked. No, no one is getting bored. You know, um, we expect to get everyone's best, um, you know, and, and that's just a part of the game. You know, everybody come to Kansas City to play their best because everybody want to defeat Kansas City. And uh, it's just a part of the game. We're the reigning Super Bowl champions and uh, that's a part of it. But bored is, is an astronomical word to use as in uh, the level of focus our guys have. Uh, I think everyone is dialed in. Um, everyone take it a game at a time. You know, you, you have to win these games in order to place yourself within the playoff. And most importantly, we want to finish the season on a strong note, put ourselves in a position to get a bye week and, you know, have home field advantage. You know, that's the most important thing. Have home field advantage, get the bye week and host the playoffs throughout. And we did that. Now our focus is on the Cleveland Browns who have two outstanding running backs. Um, you know, I can sit here and go all, all day about how good their running backs are. You know, um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they, they can go hand for hand. And they got a quarterback who is playing some of the best ball he's played his whole career. And the the, the head coach, you know, he, he's transcended that team right there to be a playoff team. And they, they're showing late in this year, you know, um, uh, it's built off of how how good can you run the ball? You've you seen it with Tennessee last year, you know, with Derrick Henry. And they got two guys who's, who's to me, a top five backs in the league, both of them. And you don't see that often. So they got a great team. Um, we're going to try to prepare and stop those guys and um, see what Sunday brings. Chris, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.